things are coming to the surface and like fears are coming to the surface for you that would be brought upon by any partner and like 1000%. What the fuck happened? Hello. Hello, welcome to the What the Fuck Happened podcast. I'm Sam, and I'm here virtually with Rick. You can say hi. Howdy doody. For those of you, if this Hello, is your everyone. first time tuning in, Rick is my partner. We're here virtually. Rick is in Chicago. I'm in Arizona. <laughs> okay. I'm having I'll a hard going. time telling if Sam's if Sam's video is uh, before or ahead her voice, but oh. nonetheless, it's going to sound great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is kind of an impromptu episode. Um, the, uh, this morning, Rick sent me a voice recording that wasn't necessarily meant for me, but uh, describing a dream he had last night and then some other thoughts pertaining to me in a really vulnerable a way. Right. A nightmare. Um, and then he asked if we wanted to turn our conversation about it into a podcast episode. And I was like, yeah, sure. Even though it makes me super nervous, but we're here, we're doing it. Um, Are we yeah, including want- the um, audio? Okay. Yeah. I just want to know what context everyone was going to have. Great. Yeah. So for now, or right after we're done talking here, you'll hear Rick's recording that he recorded from bed this morning, right? Okay. I thought we would put it first. No, we got to introduce. It would be weird if they just heard a random recording of you talking. We're going to. I thought we were doing an intro. Oh, this is the intro. And then we're doing the recording and then we're talking about it. Okay, yep. thanks guys. Thanks for bearing with us. Yeah. Perfect. So, that makes sense. You'll hear Rick's recording and then I guess we'll put my recording in there. Yeah, we may as well. Sam sent a reply. Um yeah. We haven't talked about it too much. We were like, nah, let's let's save it for the pod. Yeah, so this is some raw, real shit. It's one of those episodes that makes it's giving me anxiety about putting it out, but that's how you know it's, or that's how I usually know it's important to talk about. Um, I just had therapy before this, and my therapist is like, 100%. what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, just bear with me. <laughs> Yo, obviously, I'm on board. Um, I agree completely. In terms of like songs that I've written, the ones that I'm most embarrassed of, I know need to be there because if you're embarrassed, you're vulnerable. And if you're vulnerable, you're expressing something that a lot of people probably wouldn't. So it's worth hearing, worth sharing. So as awkward as this is, I'm nervous too, but I think um, that's why we're artists, you know? Yeah, and I think this is, I don't know, this feels like it will probably be an important conversation in our relationship, so I wanted to just, like, share it and 
kind of like, I don't know, it's easy to over romanticize things. I get a lot of messages of like, oh my God, you and Rick are like, I want a relationship like that. And like, yeah, but we also like go through a lot of like stuff. So this is a good example of some of the stuff. (laughs) So, well, you'll hear Rick's recording and then you'll hear my response directly after it that also wasn't meant. I wasn't going to send it to him, but I did. So. Uh, Yeah, real quick. So I went to bed at like 1 a.m. and I popped open, popped my eyes open at 6 a.m. and then like sat for a while trying to remember as much as I could. And then my phone was dead. So I've been staying at my parents for a bit here recording drums and I went downstairs, grabbed my dad's phone, went back in my bed and then made a 35 minute recording of as much as I could remember. So there you go. That's what's coming up. Enjoy. Don't judge. Didn't know it was going to be on a podcast. Here we go. Um, I just woke up. Probably be been about a half hour, and um, I had a very, very, very vivid, what I would call nightmare. Um, worth mentioning. When I woke up, I don't feel like I moved. Um, I was, I'm pretty positive in the exact position that I was in before I fell asleep, Um, which is like laying on my right side, fully uh, vertical, like in a straight line, which I made an effort to do before I went to sleep because I have some intestinal discomfort sometimes and I before I went to sleep the other day I had the thought that I usually am kind of in fetal position when I sleep and that maybe I should be letting everything kind of be elongated before I go to sleep Um, it was only a few nights ago that I first had that thought and I I felt very strong at the time when I made myself elongated it I felt powerful which was interesting and then I thought that maybe I was like growing or something and that maybe I slept in fetal position because I was afraid or uh, yeah, afraid basically, and it felt like more vulnerable sleeping in a long position. But um, either way, so that's interesting. And then, not last night, but the night prior, I took a dream yoga class, which was interesting, but it was 
meant to give us lucidity. And uh, I definitely fucking had it because as soon as I woke up, I just, like classic, eyes pop open. I remembered pretty much everything. Um, Some of that was like recovered as I sat there and I made an effort not to not to move too much because I learned years and years ago in high school uh, speech class I remember Megan Janice gave a presentation on dreams and she mentioned that if you don't move around too much when you wake up and kind of let the let the dust settle so to speak you have a better chance of retaining your dreams which I definitely uh, have been conscious of that since high school and uh, it's kind of worked for me or at least anyway um, I, I do want to mention that I'm like very very scared right now I'm very uh, concerned I suppose I should get into what happened before I say that maybe I'll have some more context anyway so um I just remember, I think her, her, her name was, was either Katrina or Christina or Kristen. I'm getting chills even talking about this. But, um, we, uh, it's like we would kind of lock hands and, like, everything around us would kind of freeze and then we like go in so to speak to some other world and um in this oh i have just immense chills right now i'm not even cold uh in this other world we um are fighting like some sort of creatures um like with a I have sword. Um, I don't know, as I'm saying this, it's reminding me of this movie that I watched that is, holy shit, that's creepy. Um, it's, uh, I don't know the name of it, my roommate had it on, but there's a guy um, essentially like lives most of his life in a van playing VR and in the VR, he, like, has this lover or something, and and they, like, kick ass. I don't know. It just made me think of that when I was talking about this. So me and Katrina, who's very, very, like, Tim Burton fucking ghostly, like, creepy, skinny, short black hair, sometimes, like, skeletal face, I want to say, or, like, white face makes me think of white walkers a lot of this makes me think of game of thrones when i woke up and um also that's so raven because uh i don't know i feel like i'm going out of order here but um when i uh okay so yeah i that happens we go to said world and um 
kill some shit and I feel like I kind of like die there and then and then I like kind of back and um I remember being being back and I'm in bed uh I'm staying in like a hotel or something with a friend who I'm not particularly close with it makes me think of my friend Nick Arger but also a high school friend Mike Madsen who I just recently thought about and he is close friends with my drummer who I recently mentioned that I hated um so that's kind of weird to me but anyway I'm with this friend and we're in like a uh, like a hotel room or something and he's like wait a minute um open your eye for me and I'm like I don't know if I I don't know if I can do that like I I can't like keep it open right now it's hard to keep it open but then I eventually do manage to keep my eye open he's like holding open my eyelids and I in that moment see what he sees and it's that there's just this like amber amber red ring around my pupil and um that scares the shit out of me and he's like oh my god and I I can't remember what term he used but it's like you have it might come to me, but I, I can't remember. It's like, you have X, and I, I know that that means that I have, like, a ring out of my eye, and that that means that I have I have visions or something. And um, so then that happens, and um, this other part happens first, but I'm going to tell this thing that just popped in my head while it popped in my head because I feel like it's important or no I, I'll remember I'll go in an order so um, then I remember um, going like being at some sort of like I don't know like fun vibey restaurant thing like at fucking not Ed DePevix but there was like a slide in it and I went down the slide with one of my best friend's girlfriends and I, uh, yeah, so I was like holding on to her from behind. Like it was kind of, uh, I would say more romantic than sexual, but I was definitely like gripping her lovingly or whatever. And then like, uh, I remember her boyfriend, like, as in my friend Eddie, like kind of seeing, but prior to him seeing I felt like I was very close to Sarah and then like I was like I knew to like kind of back off and then he saw me um but like he didn't really I, th I thought that like he was like yeah well you're going down the slide with her like of course you're going to be touching her but it didn't feel excessive or as higher up on the side maybe it was more excessive but it I felt the love back from Sarah and um, I remember her saying, um, this may be the closest you've ever been, um, which was very interesting. 
Okay, I think we can move forward from that. That was just kind of like an isolated, uh, pleasant part. Um, and then, yeah, so uh, I remember, now I'm like awake, technically, because um, I'm about to, after the, the friend saw my eye, uh, which tweaked me out or whatever, I um, go to call my mom, and now I'm like, I feel like I'm like in like Florida or some shit, which I guess is ironic because my parents were just in Florida, um, but I'm now calling them, and I get the idea that they are someplace else, um, meaning like I'm not calling them like from my apartment in the same city, like they're like out of town, or I'm out of town rather, and um, I call my mom, and I'm like, I'm panicky, um, because I've plan on telling her that like mom like I have x as in whatever term was used to describe uh me like having a, a ring around my eye or whatever and um yeah I don't know I'm trying to think of something but they'll continue here so I have the I call her and I'm like I'm like she's like distraught like she's panicking as as am I and um I kind of like like mom like no 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 like let me talk let me talk let me talk let me talk and then like uh then something that she says like catches my eye and I'm like wait what like I didn't hear you I'm sorry I was talking over you and then um she says something like it's just um I I don't know if I remember this correctly, but what I've remembered is this is the week that your grandfather died. It's been very hard for us. And and so that's was what she was was sad about or something, getting chills again. Um so that's that's what she was distraught about. And then I now I'm like with my mom, like I'm no longer on the phone with her, I guess. And we are how do I say this? It's almost like we are like remembering a film together, but like as we're remembering it, we're kind of like walking through it. And there's like, it's kind of like apocalypsy. Like there's fucking like, I remember this blue bus like on its side, like, you know, it's like swinging towards us, but like we're like, not in danger even though we're like in the scene like if that makes sense what i mean by us like walking through this scene of this this movie or something and um and then we see you know i'm like i'm like telling my mom what happened and then like then we see this like i'm getting chills again and then we see this uh uh almost like roller coaster vibes of like yeah like i don't know what 10 wide by like four deep uh like chunks like as in a ride like 
one that's like each cart is like 10 by 4 or something like that. And we see um, it's like kind of on its side and it's passing us on the right, whereas on the left, the um, the bus is, is like kind of sliding towards us. But there's this like kind of like up and down bunny hill roller coaster thing. And we see fucking creepy Christina or Katrina or Kristen or whatever. My mom's like, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm like, I'm, I have mad chills right now, but I'm, I'm like, a, like holding on to my mom and like quivering. And I'm like, mom, that's, that's Kristen. That's who, who I have visions with. That's who I've, I've gone places with. And she's like, oh, okay, okay, like, that's her, that's her. And, like, I, I feel um, heard and I feel that she believes the the magnitude of of whatever just happened equally with me. And um, so that's that's kind of that, I think. And I'm, I'm, like, remembering that I just, you know, I just had this class and, I'm like remembering like I, I need to call like a, or in that moment I'm like I need I need I need to to contact someone or to, to talk to a doctor or something like what is like something's wrong with me type of feeling. Um ooh, scary even saying it all out, but yeah, so um uh, that passes, and now I'm, like, back with Mike Madsen, uh, the friend who I was in the hotel with, and, like, we have, I don't know, we're with, like, three groups of people on a hill, small groups of people, um, on a hill, and, um, like, people, everyone's, like, loading their grocery bags into their respective vehicles or walking away or whatever and um someone drops a toothbrush and I pick it up and I'm like hey um is this yours to the first group or whatever no not mine like is this yours to the second group who's like walking away no not mine and I'm like, all right, well, it must be yours then, Mike. And he's like, no, no, not mine. And I'm like, okay, all right, like, I guess I'll take it. And it was a, a green, like, Colgate toothbrush. Like, uh, it was green and white. I remember that. Maybe St. Patrick's Day. I don't fucking know. But, um, okay, yes, I remember that. And then, uh, I think that's kind of everything. I'll I'll stay on here for a second to see if anything comes back. But I just remember, um, yeah, just like classic fucking eyes pop open and like probably at least fifty percent of that was just immediately there, and it uh, like right away I knew that I had had multiple dreams within themselves. Um, and I remembered most of that. And I also, like, I'm just like, oh shit, like I just went to that class and, you know, I was kind of anxious. Uh, 
before I went to bed, I guess, like, um, I had a conversation with my girlfriend and the, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel a little, she kind of puts pressure on me in general. Um, I do love her, but I, I don't know. I feel sort of, I was concerned because I'm like, oh no, like, I don't like that. I just had this like very, very vivid nightmare. Also worth mentioning that like, I also get the sense that I've had, um, not this exact one before, but like, I'm now kind of remembering that like, I've, it was all very familiar, like the, the visions with the, the Kristen person. Like, I think I've been experiencing that, uh, recurring, but that I, this is the first time I've processed it, um, or remembered it rather, but like, yeah, I, I know that I'm pretty certain that I've, I've had this nightmare before or not. Well, that I've been to that place before, essentially not the same exact nightmare, but, um, yeah. So, um, so I'm just a little scared and, and concerned cause I've always tried and read into things, I guess. And I'm like, Oh, is this some sort of sign or something it's it feels like um part of me or or in another place i'm like in danger or um going through battle or something but then like i don't know there was that moment of you know you've never been this close before with with eddie's girlfriend that like i felt very 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 warm and and fuzzy, I guess, um, during that, and, uh, yeah, so that, I don't know, that was the only, like, well, I guess I do kind of feel, like, connected to Kristen as well, um, always thinking with a K for what it's worth, um, and, yeah, so I don't know, I don't feel like there's immediate signs of like tainted love or something. But um Yeah. I'm running out of steam here, but I wanna keep saying more. So what else? Uh I was saying like why it's it's concerning or scary or something that I'm like in another world in a dark place or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just, I have been feeling like really well lately, but I guess like can't, can't have the good without the bad. Um, so this, I don't know, this like is making me question this world or something. Um, but maybe I should just let them be independent. I, I really need to talk to someone. So that's why I'm uh, making this recording because maybe I can just like share it with whoever. Um, I have like a few people in mind, one being my therapist, one being the uh, person who fucking led this dream class the other night. If you're listening to this, Alejandro, hello. <laughs> um, yeah, so...
I don't know. I would like to have some. Uh, I I fail to believe that it's insignificant. Um, I don't know if I fully believe that it's like real, but I kind of don't not believe that because um, it is very very vivid, and I I do think that there could be other. I don't know, dimensions in play here. It makes me think of Stranger Things. That's a raven. Um, yeah, I don't know. When I woke up, I was like, dude, like, this shit, uh, clearly I'm not the only one who, like, many, many of us uh, experience these things. And I don't know, they're all over Hollywood and... Uh, yeah, I don't I don't I think it's kind of more than just dreaming. I don't know. Um but also like I did right before I went to bed, I like definitely smoked a chillum, meaning like usually that makes me dream less. Like last night I made an effort not to do that right before I went to sleep and I I did dream a little, and I, I remember some of it. I just remember kissing someone with dry lips. But that wasn't, um, like, last night I was like, I just want to get high. So I wasn't like, uh, like the other night when I didn't, I was like, oh, like, be prepared. You might dream a lot. And I dreamt a little, and then so I just find it ironic that last night when I was like yeah whatever like don't worry about it and then I um smoked the chillum and uh it appears that like <laughs> from the fucking moment I fell asleep to I don't it this all felt very quick but and I slept for about four or five hours this was I fell asleep about one-ish, and I woke up right around 6 a.m. Um, so, I certainly didn't feel like five hours long. It felt very, very quick. Anyway, uh, also yesterday, I started reading Food of the Gods by Terrence McKenna, and obviously it's about psychedelics, and yeah I don't know I just definitely uh, I don't know what I believe but I know that I believe and um, part of me thinks that that's why this happened when it happened because I uh, yeah I'm like open to it I don't know I do a lot of writing um, I'm very creative in general I'm I guess I'm just overall fairly spiritual and uh yeah so I I don't know if I'm like fully preoccupied with these things but I definitely like uh or here I'll, I'll back up I remember yesterday like um um I lost my train of thought. Um, I don't remember. 
Oh, yeah, in my journaling, I was just acknowledging that, um, like, about my girlfriend, um, takes, she's, oh yeah, that's right, so, she's Reiki certified, like, I was looking at her Instagram yesterday, and then, like, I kind of scoffed or whatever and then I was like you know what go read into it and so I read into it and like of course the wikipedia page like in the opening sentence so like it is a you know pseudoscience and I'm just like oh great like not a good look this kind of just yeah it goes into my anxiety of um towards her, I guess, uh, which I think is silly, but, so, I, uh, I guess I'll expand on that, my anxiety towards her can sometimes be that, like, um, she's not, like, grounded enough or something, or that, like, she, you know, at first it was, like, when I found out that she was kind of, like, not down with gluten and I was like oh god and then I yeah I read into it and learned more about it and now I find myself wanting to avoid it because it's kind of not until you're aware of it that you're aware of it as in like I know what it it's like corn syrup like once you know where it is and what it's in and when it's not in something you kind of have an idea of like how to identify it and now I like can feel that gluten is like like fucking rubber and it's like why do we like I don't need that in my fucking food um anyway my point being is that I was journaling about uh or that I I've, I know better than to make a quick judgment well i make a quick judgment and then i immediately question it and so usually i seek a third source uh via the internet to like see who's right or wrong or something and it's like pseudoscience i'm like oh no that means i'm right um and then then i journaled and i'm like well hang on, bro, you're not really right here because, like, you, um, also, like, I've had so many arguments with one of my roommates who's so literal and, like, doesn't even humor the idea of, like, anything that's not literal, concrete, you know, science, scientific method tested fucking data. Like, he just doesn't even humor it. Like, if you make an argument of a what if, like, he's like, well, we know, blah, 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 blah. And it, that, I think, is the most, like, fucking narrow-minded approach to the cosmos, I guess. 
even though he's super smart. Well, I question if he is sometimes. Whatever. Um, so I lost my train of thought again. Where was I going with that? Why did I bring up? Oh, so I'm like writing like, hey, like, okay, so if, if you are sometimes, I guess, I don't know if turned off is the word, but concerned or caution when, when something like Reiki, like she's Reiki certified and it's like, you can, it's not very difficult to get your certification and just kind of like, oh, like she believes in XYZ or something, or, or maybe she doesn't is what I'm telling myself. I'm, I was supposed to, I didn't talk to her about this yesterday, but I said that I would. Anyway, because I'm kind of concerned about bringing it up, I guess, which it would be um, me bringing up, um, yeah, like, or at one point I was suspicious that she was an anti-vax or something. I'm often suspicious of her, and it's uh, it was kind of become a joke. But I know she's like uh, would prefer if I were not that way. So this is kind of me like confessing that like I continually am, I guess. And I I don't I just I don't really want her to have to to deal with that, I guess. Um, like I'm trying to just like take care of it or something so that she doesn't have to know, but maybe I should just let her know. I don't know. Um, I should just let her know. I know that's what she would do and I know that's what she would want me to do. But so, uh, the whole point I'm getting at here is that well, not the whole point, but this most uh, pertinent or recent point is that I essentially talked myself out of the anxiety towards her by saying, like, uh, you're frustrated with someone who is too literal and now you're, you know, skeptical or judgmental of someone who's too hokey is the word that I use and it's just like but I would rather I would yeah I definitely think I would rather have uh someone be like too far in the woods as in too spiritual or whatever opposed to not having any uh spirituality because I have some and I can have more, um, meaning like, like I might just, Sam just might be further along than me. And, um, that might be part of her role here is to bring me, I mean, it is, she's the one who brought me to that class. So like, it is, uh, true that she is bringing me further in. And it is true that like, I almost, uh, manifested that because that was what I wanted was a a spiritual woman which is very interesting to think about like I d 
do, yeah, I do think I called her into my life, I guess. Uh, I just, it took me months, months, and months to realize, like, there's been a few different things, like, that being one of them. Um, but there are some other, like, characteristics where I'm like, dude, that's, like, exactly what I wanted. That's what I was holding out for. So I feel warm as I talk about this. Um, but sometimes I feel cold when I've been thinking about her lately. So I should, I should talk to her. Maybe she's going through some stuff as well. And maybe we're just not communicating well. Um, but, um, yeah. So, uh, I don't really feel scared anymore now that I talked. I feel a little warm right now, actually, after those, those closing remarks. But, um... Yeah, it's weird. It's weird how I feel. I feel pretty good now, so maybe I, uh, I don't know, let it out or whatever. But I think it's been, uh, okay, I've been talking for 35 minutes straight. That's very interesting. And, uh, I guess that's it. All right. Recording this directly after listening to Rick's recording about his dream. Um, and I just want to be able to talk. I don't... I'm not going to consider his feelings in this recording. And this isn't really something I plan to share with him. I just kind of need to vent here. So thanks for the inspo though, Rick, about doing a recording. Um, well, first of all, I do want to say that I appreciate him sharing it with me because I know that's probably scary and hard. Um, I do think a lot of thoughts that he expressed are probably normal in terms of things that people feel about their partner. I don't think he unconditionally loves me. And I don't know why that makes me so upset because I don't know if I unconditionally love him either. And I think that's okay. And I, I don't think all love has to be like that right away. I think I unconditionally love the idea of him. But the truth is, is I don't think I know him fully. And he definitely doesn't know me fully after hearing that recording, which is okay. And I think that's actually part of the fun of a relationship is dating getting to know someone yeah I don't know I mean my feelings are definitely hurt 
about a couple things. Well, and I just, like, have a couple concerns, I guess. It makes me feel concerned that he said he was talking about me, like, in the third person. And he was like, yeah, like, she puts a lot of pressure on me in general. I love her, but... And I don't remember what he said after that, but... that sucks to hear and I not I'm not upset I'm like concerned because I've kind of been trying not to put pressure on him and I don't know I'm I'm curious to know why he feels that way I mean yesterday we did have a conversation where I did feel like I was I don't know what's the difference between setting a boundary and putting pressure on someone. Because I want to set the boundary that I want to do what I was going to do and go to Denver, but I now I want him to come with me. But, like, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm prepared for and not to or I always was prepared for him not to I mean that's its own set of you know changes and that would my life would look very different if he came versus if he didn't I do believe him that he has every intention of coming and I I don't I don't know it is Is there ever a time when you and your partner are exactly in the same place? Like, how do you get someone to jump with you? I don't, I guess, I don't want to make anyone jump with me if they're not ready. But then I'm like, sometimes you don't know if you're ready until you jump. I don't, oh, I never know I'm ready when I jump. (laughs) But I have to respect that everyone doesn't make decisions that way. (sighs) I'm like smiling because this reaction (laughs) to that recording is so different than I would have had like in my last relationship. (laughs) I probably would have like, flew home and been like we need to talk about this right now I'm scared and now I'm like yeah that all sounds like Rick (laughs) but (sighs) something else that hurt my feelings was or to close that up I (sighs) I would like to know ways that I cannot make him feel pressured while still standing up for myself and expressing my wants and needs but him knowing that I'm also willing to compromise I don't know I don't know what to say about that I don't like I don't want to put pressure on him that was the whole issue in the first place and I feel like I've really tried to tone it down and just I don't know but then it's like is is there ever good pressure I don't know that's I don't have a conclusion about that actually but that hurt my well that didn't that stuck out to me when he said that didn't hurt my feelings it was more of like a trigger of like fuck I've been working on 
healing that part of me that puts pressure on other people. And he thinks I put pressure on him a lot. He used the word a lot. So I don't, yeah, I'm going to talk about that in therapy. (sighs) The other thing that hurt my feelings was he said he scoffed at me having that I was Reiki attuned in my bio. Yeah, I mean, it hurt my feelings because, and I, I think I do move in, I think I know how to unconditionally love. Like, it's like a skill I have. And then I give it to people that I feel like deserve it. So, like, when he says that he is something or that he believes in something or that something is important to him, I'm just like, yep, that's true for him. I'm here for it. Like, I don't, yeah, I I don't question him because I believe that his experience is so valid. And that's the thing I was talking to Kate about with a psychic and she was like, yeah, anyone that's skeptical, it's like what works for you may not work for me or what works for me may not work for you. Like maybe that doesn't resonate with you. But if it makes... I mean, I actually, I don't know. I think Reiki makes me a more grounded person. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I was saying how I automatically, like, validate his experience. Like, he was just talking about other dimensions. And I'm like, I, I don't exactly know what he means, but, like, let me learn more about what he does mean. And, yeah, that's valid for him and that's true I mean maybe I'm too trusting maybe I do need to be a little bit more skeptical of things because maybe I'm gonna end up in a cold or something (laughs) no I'm kidding but I um yeah I don't know I just yeah of course when you read the wiki page it's gonna say it's pseudoscience I mean yeah, I'm just, I was honestly angry when I heard that because I'm like, you talk about lofty shit all the time and I am here for it. And like, even if I don't a thousand percent agree with it or, or just believe it right away in my life, in my own experience and like heart, like I still give it a thought, like a, a shot because I respect him. So I don't know if he fully respects me or he's not he's not sure of me he said before that he admires me and the words that he said in that recording does not feel like the way he talks about someone that he admires but yeah at the end of the day I'm not asking him to be sure about me and I think that when he says shit like that it actually helps me come back down to planet earth of like oh I actually haven't decided that I want to be with him forever like I don't I know that I am enjoying our journey now but I don't it's easier for me to be like oh yeah I want this person to be my life partner because I want all the things that come along with it but I need to keep just I need to keep dating him and get it being curious and growing with him and just yeah I'm very um 
I think it's okay to be unsure sometimes. And his unsureness actually validates mine. So, yeah, but I will say there, there's some, I think there's some, like, underlying, not resentment, but just, like, frustration and anger surrounding the lack of support because I feel it and I feel when he, like, even the other day when I brought up, like, the weed boot camp thing and he, like, laughed at me, like, I would never laugh at him if he said something like that. the end of the day like I do want a partner that challenges me and there's never a dull moment being with Rick um so yeah I'm just gonna take what he said at face value I'm not gonna attribute it to any decision. I'm not going to make up scenarios in my head that don't exist. Like, if he decides not to come to Colorado, I'll wait for him to say those words and we'll all get on with our lives. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to feel validated in my initial hurt. What was the last thing? Oh, the last thing that hurt my feelings was he said he feels cold toward me lately. It's good to know. I'm glad he shared that with me. And that he planned to. I mean, my initial reaction was to fix, right? It was to fix everything, to tell him exactly what he wants probably to hear and just be the great communicator and partner that I am but I'm like nah like let me actually dissect how I feel about it like I haven't felt super connected to him recently I I don't know he's even like sexting and stuff like I don't know like when I'm nannying and I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, like, I'm not really, or it was really just the other day, I was walking up and I didn't really feel sexual at all, but I was like, I have to perform and show up for him so that he, like, remembers that I'm here, or something fucked up like that, which I could have just told him. Man, radical transparency is fucking hard. I don't know. It's so vulnerable. Anyway, the point of that was saying that the the cold thing, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to know how, why he feels that way or, well, actually, I, I can attribute to the distance between us right now. Um, that's not something to ignore, I suppose, that we haven't seen each other in almost a month, but... Yeah, I don't know. That's that's all I got, really, I guess. I'm a little anxious, but again, just going to try to take everything at face value. Be patient. It's not super normal to hear everything that's going on in someone's brain, and I'm grateful for it, and I probably have things in here that you wouldn't Welcome like back to hear either. <laughs> After hearing those very vulnerable oh, recordings, I which I probably won't even listen back to, to be honest, like, I just feels cringy, but I, um... 
I did yeah. listen back to it again after hearing it the initial time this morning. I listened For some to it. My so I listened to this around. So I don't know. I want to say which 10:30. which one? Sorry, Yours. I don't know. Which, All right, bye. Which one you listened back to mine? Okay. Yeah. Um. I was at nannying and Evelyn was sleeping, and so, I mean, you set it up of like, hey, like I have this recording. It there's things in here like that I probably would rather keep to myself but like I'm gonna share it with you anyway like some things you may not like and I'm like okay like okay so then you sent it over and I like listened to it I was really anxious and I was just I mean so we don't have to recap it really we can like bring up parts of it but we don't have to like recap the entire you know dream but after that part, I was like, oh, okay, like, this is fine. I thought that you were maybe referring to the part where you were, like, going down the slide with Sarah, and I'm like, oh, this is easy to hear. Like, this means nothing to me. And then I'm like, oh, fuck. And then I heard the first thing that, like, triggered me, and I'm like, fuck, okay, this is going to be, like, a whole thing. Um, <laughs> but then, so then, but, I mean, my initial reaction was that recording, which, like, I, I don't know, it's kind of embarrassing for me. Like, I listened back to it earlier, and I was like, fuck, like, this is totally my anxious brain talking, but that's that's how my mind works at first. So, um, and then I listened to yours again so I could take notes. So I heard it twice. I've only heard yours once. I did not listen back to mine. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Um, okay. I mean, do you want to get just get into it? And honestly, Rick, like, um, I'm going to try. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to try and actually just frame this as a com. Like, I'm going to try and forget that we're recording, and I actually just want to like talk to you, because um, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. So, um, I also like after hearing Sam's response, like my initial reaction was. Um, well, honestly, like I was, it was pretty much like what I expected, I think. Um, but I, we texted a bit and I was like, the nightmare, like A, you weren't in it and B, um, I didn't feel like I talked about you a whole lot. So your recording was like all about the stuff that I said about you naturally um, but I do want to just kind of talk about the nightmare and like dreams. And it is worth mentioning that um, two nights ago, Sam and I took a dream yoga class, which seems like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. But it doesn't for me because the first night afterwards, I was like, oh, you know, maybe maybe I'll have some intense dreams tonight. But last night I had no thought at all about dreams before I went to bed. And then that was when it hit me. Also, um, I've known this, but it was refreshed or um, confirmed in the, in the course that we took. Um, like if you consistently smoke weed before you go to sleep, you are increasing your deep sleep and decreasing your REM sleep, rapid eye movement, which is when you dream. So uh, this course was kind of on lucid dreams, and I've experienced lucid dreams mostly when 
let me back up. I regularly smoke right before I go to bed. It's because I love to listen to music as I fall asleep. A lot of times I'm listening to stuff that I work on and I make a shitload of notes. And I kind of like after hearing something all day to kind of like get stoned, it offers some sort of like a different perspective. And I feel like that's like, it's a really integral part of my process. So anyway, um, I did not like re get baked before I went to sleep the night after the dream class. Cause I was like, yeah, I should probably not, you know, we talked a lot about moderation last night. However, I totally did like right before I went to sleep, I like smoked a whole chillum, which theoretically should have decreased my dreams, but clearly that's not what happened. So that's why, uh, yes, we took the dream class, but I don't feel like it's uber related, but it probably is. Um, what did happen yesterday is Sam and I had a discussion about, um, like moving and it was a pretty good conversation. Um, I think I reacted very calmly, but it definitely affected me a lot. And I think that like that may have like triggered the nightmare perhaps. I don't exactly know, um, but it was one of the most vivid ones that I've ever had, like dream within a dream within dream. And yeah, so when I woke up, I just like, it was like, why? did I just experience that? Like I've been feeling pretty darn good lately, but I felt terrified in my nightmare. And I don't know, like I'm in the middle of watching stranger things. Um, I don't rule out the possibility of like different dimensions or even past lives or whatever it may be. And I'm just like, why is this other form of me like in danger? Like I've really felt like I was going to die throughout this whole nightmare. And so that's like where I was coming from. And then within that, I just kind of like mentioned some things about Sam, um, which I definitely want to talk about, but I also want to make sure that like, we talk about like just dreams and shit in general. Cause it's super interesting. One more thing I did also yesterday yeah. begin reading, um, food for the gods by Terrence McKenna, which, um, it's like, it's from 1992, but it's about like his experience with psychedelics and ayahuasca and which also is like just the belief of like, other dimensions, other worlds, I guess. So I think that also may have primed me. I think part of why the nightmare hit me so hard is because I'm not just like, oh, that was a nightmare. I'm like, where the fuck was I? Like, I, it felt so real. Like, and I kind of, I'm never going to be able to prove it, but I kind of think that it is real. So that was why it affected me so strongly. Um, yeah, I just said a lot. I'll, I'll let you chime in here. Feel free to ask questions, make comments, whatever. Okay, well, I'm wondering if you can describe your experience with lucid dreams because I think it's a term that a lot of people get 
confused by. So what does that mean to you? I think after that class, it kind of, I need to know more about lucidity in general. Uh, for the record, no pun intended, Lucidity by Tame Impala. Fucking banger. Love that song. Been thinking about that a lot as we've been talking about this. Um, Lucid Dreaming, I first heard about in high school from my friend uh, Connor Tamaka, who, yeah, he just told me it's like essentially when you, you are aware of when you're dreaming and you can kind of control it. Um, meaning like, I haven't seen it in years, but I believe that this is kind of like the, the basis of the movie Inception. So there are things that you can do to um, cultivate that uh, ability, essentially, as in like, uh, we don't have the ability to read in our dreams. So one thing that people recommend is to like, if you wear a wristwatch or an Apple watch or whatever, just to like create a habit of regularly checking the time in waking life, which is when you're awake versus dreaming. Um, so in waking life, check your time a lot so that like you're more inclined to do that when you're dreaming, but it, you won't be able to read it. And then it's like, boom, now you know that you're dreaming and you can kind of move into lucidity. Um, another thing that I learned also in high school, um, in my speech class, we had to give speeches on shit. And uh, my friend Megan Janice like gave hers on dreams. And she kind of like talked about uh, how to help remember your dreams. And um, you, s- you said this in the recording. I did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, just real quick. It's like, don't move around too much when you first wake up, like literally let the dust settle. Like you'll have a better chance of remembering it. And also journaling helps. And um, that's why I did the recording. It was really cold in my room and I had so much to say that I was like, I'm not, I'm going to be shivering my balls off. If I like write this down, I have to go downstairs and get my dad's phone. Cause my phone's dead. I know his code, whatever it worked out. Um, And then lastly, just for more context, in college, um, I took a bunch of film classes because I was, I studied advertising, which was in the school of media, which meant that um, film classes, which were also in the school of media, were like electives that worked towards my degree. So I took a bunch of them, Um, not just to be blow off classes. I was always trying to like, learn things about art in general because whatever I'm, I'm, I'm tangenting here. Sandy Camargo was my professor. If anyone went to U of I and took film classes, maybe you know who she is. She's kind of polarizing, but I loved her and I, I think she loved me too. Um, really blew open the world of like decoding films and like searching for meaning. And I'm bringing this up because I always apply that same decoding of films to my dreams. So for a long while now, like anyone who's lived with me or, or Sam 
like knows that every now and again, like I had a very, very wild dream and I remember a lot of it. I've also read a book on dreaming. It's something that I've been engaged with. And um, yeah, so I've had a few lucid dreams before. I always thought, I, I don't know for sure. I always thought that that meant like when you knew that you were dreaming, whereas like last night was a little different because I knew that I had had a dream and was talking about the dream, but I didn't know that I was still dreaming. Whereas in the past I've had it where like I, for example, one time I took my friend who's from Spain, who was staying with me to the airport, came back at like 9 a.m., went back to sleep, didn't smoke any weed and went into a hard dream and like in my dream, I walked downstairs. I was living at my parents at the time. And um, I see my friend who I just dropped off at the airport talking to my mom. And that was it. I was like, what the fuck? I just took you to, oh, I'm dreaming. And then I had autonomy mm. over that. But last night at no point did I have right. autonomy. Last thing I will say is mm. I now... Um, I need to look more into the definition of lucidity because I think it kind of just means like clarity. And I would describe this as like an experience of lucidity, though I did not have any control over what was happening. Okay, I'm done. Hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm not going to try and define your dream, but um, that makes sense for sure. In turn. Like my experience, I, I don't know if this is lucid dreaming really, but the closest thing that I can, well, two things. One, I have, I get sleep paralysis a lot. So probably like once a month, I, I felt like I was being held down. I felt like I was getting raped. I felt like I was getting like attacked, like, but I can't move and like, I can't talk, but I, I genuinely, like I can see my body from like above and I'm trying as hard as I can Dude, to move, yeah, but- and I can't. And it's, like, one of the scariest things in the world um, for me. And I've also had, like, similar dreams of, like, having sex, like, sex dreams that feel really, really real. Like, to the point where it's, like, I wake mm-hmm. up I wake up, and I'm, like, oh, like, I, I don't know. It was, it was just really weird. But it's a similar thing of, like, sleep paralysis where I can't control what's going on and I can't move. Um and then the other thing is when I meditate, I like when I drop in and meditate and I've like, or doing restorative yoga, I don't know. I just call it dropping in, but I'm like fully in, in another state of state of being. And I've like connected with higher power and things like that. So, but I know it's happening and I can like keep, I can be like, no, like keep doing it. So I don't know. I've also had like straight up lucid dreams, but not a lot. Can you expand on you connecting with the higher power through meditation? Because I have also had that experience, but I don't know that we've talked about it. So this is ironic because the time where I experienced most when I was, is when I was getting attuned to Reiki. Um, And that's why, and that's why I, 
well, whatever, we can jump around a little bit. That's why when I heard that, I was like, I don't think he even knows what this means because it's literally just connecting with like source and connecting with a higher power. And like, I'm like, you do that when you take acid, like you do that, like you do that when you meditate, like it shouldn't feel that far out of your realm. So, I mean, yeah. And granted, like we've never really talked about it. So you've never heard really about it from me. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, I'll just talk about that experience though. Yeah. When I was getting attuned to Reiki, we went through like a three hour meditation and it was like at this person's house. Um, and I dropped so far into meditation that I, I don't know. I just felt like I was in a different dimension and I just remember a lot of green and brown color tones. And Mm -hmm. I remember like talking to someone, which I think is like a, is a form of source or a form of like a higher power or a spirit guide. I'm not like fully attuned. I don't know like who my spirit guides. Like some people are like, Jesus is one of my spirit guides and Allah is another, like, I don't have that right now. Um, but I remember talking to someone and them like granting me like a, okay, here you go. Like you can source energy from me now. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like dope. So that's one experience. That's like an extreme example. What did you just take out of your mouth? I have no fucking clue. Okay. What is he just like was getting something out of his mouth. It's like black. Okay, this is Stranger Thing vibes. Stranger Things vibes, hundred percent. Dude. Also, the past two mornings, I've gotten voicemails from an unknown number, and it's just. Dude, are you good over there? I don't fucking know. I swear, I feel fine, but like that's what I'm saying, dude. Some part of me is in hell right now, and I don't know why. Um. Anyway, that's super, super interesting. I've never at any point done a three-hour meditation. Um, Can I explain my um, experience of... Well, first, can I ask you, what is your your response when you hear that? Do you roll roll your eyes? Do you you feel like that's valid? Like, what's your initial response? No, I'm being serious. Not at all. Not at all. For whatever reason... Um, I don't know. I woke up the other day and I, I don't know what brought me to your Instagram and I saw like, said you were Reiki certified and you've given me Reiki before. And I was totally like, I wasn't, I was like, yeah, dude, fuck yeah. Give me that shit. So I am like, I don't know. Um, but then I read about it and I, I was questioning. I'm a, questionnaire which i don't think is bad um yeah i, I don't know ask you were gonna say something i was just gonna say I, I this is like a whole separate convo that i definitely want to get into because it's very prominent in our dynamic and it sometimes causes issues so i want to talk about that fully like your skepticism and stuff because I have some new thoughts about it, actually, after my therapy session today. But first, I want to hear your experience with what you were going to say about meditation. So I don't. Um, so it was in no way intentional. Um, I'd been practicing like my own yoga for 
probably a couple of years, not consistently, but maybe a couple times a week. Um, and I was still living at home, so I was in my like bedroom. And um, I remember being in Down Dog and you know relaxing my jaw, doing all the things, and I like drooled a little bit because I wasn't clenching and like as soon as that happened I I felt like a wolf uh so yeah it was like I was in down dog obviously dogs come from wolves and it just like hit me that like I was well the best way I can describe it is that like Obviously, if you go back far enough, all living creatures are related. And it was like by being in the position of a dog and drooling like a dog, it was like I felt that I was tapping into my inner dog. You know, like we are mammals. It. Obviously, that was a long fucking time ago, but in that moment, I'm like, so I felt like I was just tapped into my inner wolf or dog, but more importantly, I also was so certain that, like, whether here on this planet or someplace else, some other creature or thing was with me. Like, it was so, there was no denying that sensation that I was feeling. Um, and then I had that happen another time with like, uh, a snake. Like, I think I might've been in, uh, I don't even know my poses, but whatever. I was something where I was like kind of, you know, elongated lying on the floor and I was like, snake. Um, I was like, well, yeah, I am like part snake, but you gotta go way the fuck back. But in those moments of just, I don't know, stretching, calming your mind, breathing, um, you can get there, but that was after years of, like, trying, uh, well, no, not even trying to do that, years of just, like, practicing relaxation and stretching, and it was just a byproduct of it, and I've, a couple other times I've had, like, really deep meditative states like that, but it's not something I experience super regularly um but yeah that was my experience with um i guess like a higher power but it was more so like for me it just felt like i was connected to someone or something yeah yeah i mean that's cool i i yeah i think with meditation i feel like i get somewhere and i see colors a lot which, I mean, I usually attribute it to the chakra that needs the most attention. I'll see that color. Um, but stuff like that, I'm in the process of trying to connect with, like, my spirit baby, which is <laughs> kind of out there, but I don't really want to get into it uh, a lot right now because I don't want it to be triggering for anyone. But that's something else. Like, I'm, I'm working – I'm trying to get more into actually connecting with, like – other things rather than just like energies and stuff like that so stay tuned um but 
Yeah. I don't know. Do you have any other questions for me about dreams or things you wanted to share about dreams before we move on? Uh, I think I'm good. Okay. I just wanted to make one comment, like observation about your recording too. Like the times where you, like, I just want to validate how affected you were by this dream because when you said like, oh God, like I'm getting chills or like I have chills again. Like I was like, oh my God, like I just want to give him a hug. Like you were very you could tell you were like really affected and you had physical chills like multiple times when you were just thinking about it so i just wanted to bring that up i was scared shitless yeah i was so scared like classic like i woke up and i like moved and my arm was hanging off the bed and i'm like oh fuck i don't like that you know like when you're like a fucking little kid and you're like yeah that it was it was a fucking nightmare i don't know how else to say it yeah well, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry if me making you take that dream yoga class and do something. I was like, no. No. when I was talking about this no, in therapy, sorry. I was like, so I kind of shot myself in the foot here. I brought, uh, I almost just called you Jimmy. That's fucked up. I brought, I mean, radical transparency. Um, I brought Rick to a fucking dream class. <laughs> Well, now that you're, like, removed from the dream, do you have any new conclusions about it? No. Okay. Okay. You said at some point, like, some other powerful phrases were, like, something's wrong with me. Um, I've long since felt like, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I... it, I talked about it with Sam early on. Like I, I do feel like I have something like inherently wrong with me. Um, it does not like plague me constantly, but I mean, we all have pain. It's kind of, I don't know, but yeah, I was, I, like I said, I, I just, I feel like some part of me is like, in trouble or something, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's weird. I don't know. I don't feel that way on earth. <laughs> yeah. I have plenty of great dreams too, for what it's worth. Like I fly in my dreams a lot, which is always like me. It's like a, I don't know. It's like a, I'm always embodying big dick energy whenever I'm flying in my dreams. <laughs> And that happens fairly <laughs> regularly. So. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think it, it was helpful for me to, like, after I, like, dec- like, got through all my initial reactions of, like, this, none of these feelings that you're having are really about me. Like, maybe some of them, but, like, I think things are coming to the surface and like fears are coming to the surface for you that would be brought upon by any partner. And like 1000%. Like, I think you have, correct me if I'm wrong. It feels like you have a really big fear and I have so much compassion for it of like being manipulated and like, no matter how nice I am to you, I don't think it's like a me. Like, I think that you're scared that your partner's going to like, manipulate manipulate you or like 
make you question yourself or make you lose yourself. Absolutely. Um, because that's happened. And I also have a fear of, it has happened to me before. And I also have a fear of being stuck in a shitty relationship. Um, I mentioned that I'm like at my parents. I, two nights ago, the same night of the dream yoga class, like for probably two hours, like was kind of, I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You guys hate being around each other. And it's been this way for, you know, my dad says eight years, eight years. Like he's like this very clear um, shift in their dynamic for him. It was when I went to college. But my point being is like, they're not at all in love. Like they're talking to me about how they're not in love with the respective partner when like we're all in the same room. It's fucking weird. Um, so I also have that fear and I thank you so much for just knowing that, um, it would be, that's why I say that there's something wrong with me or whatever it may be like, because I, I, I have no doubt in my mind that like, no matter who I'm with, I'm going to have to work through these things. So it's not meant to be taken personally. And I know it's it's hard not to take it personally, but um, like I really, I've, I'm trying so hard, but there's a lot that I need to work through. And I really don't know that I'll ever get to the other side, but it's not, it's never, even though I may like be suspicious, like, I just don't want you to take it personally. I, I know you're going to, but like, I don't really think of it that way. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I also just want to like <clears throat> praise you for how far you've come though. And like, I don't know. There, I don't know. You've said to me before, like, I don't think I can, I don't think I'm capable of being in a relationship and like, I don't think I'm like deserve love or something. And like, I don't know. You've come really far with that. You've like been in a successful relationship for a little bit now. So I think like, yeah, I, you are doing like hard work and the, even if the intrusive thoughts of like, you know, don't trust them or like <laughs> you're losing yourself come up you now know how to very maturely like sit with them and ask questions about them and like kind of dissect them I feel like um but yeah I'd definitely be so, lying yeah, it's almost it's, daily yeah yeah I hear that like I journal every morning I usually have to squash and reassure so I, I'm really trying, you know. Similarly to that, I every single day have to uh, not go to a fatalistic place about 
several things that you do or say. Like, I mean, this was a big example of like immediately my reaction to this was, okay, he feels this way. Um, he's definitely not coming to Colorado. We're probably going to break up. I'm going to go through heartbreak again. I'm going to be single. My mind just keeps going and going. And like, I have to use legitimate evidence to tell myself, cheers, <laughs> he's opening another beer, that that's not necessarily true. And that's, I mean, I work on that in therapy all the time. Like, I'm like, I don't know. My, my therapist is always just like, why don't you believe, like, whatever. I don't know. I feel weird because he's not looking at me now. So I feel like I'm talking to no one. So I'm going to wait. I feel too. Oh, I'm horrible. hearing every word. <laughs> I know. Anyway, I feel like I'm getting off topic. Probably but, a bad um, time to crack another beer. No, you're not at all. You're not at all. My point is, is that relationships bring out like a different kind of growth that like is fucking really hard sometimes. And I mean, I'm, I'm kind of tired right now, to be honest. Like I was telling, so like yesterday was like, I mean, I don't know. I've been like going through a lot since I got here and I've been anxious like every single day to the point where I have to do like several thought records of like, okay, like this isn't true because of this, this and this, and this isn't going to happen because of this, this and this. And like yesterday was the first day where I felt like, um, just like during the day where I was like, oh my God, like I can relax. Like it's okay to just relax and like be present and like I can't. I've like done all the work that I need to do right now. Like, let me just like enjoy what I have. Like this version of myself is so unique and I'm just going to like sit back and like relax. And I felt so much relief in the anxiety that I had. That's like underlying was like gone. So then that it sucked to hear that this morning because I was like, fuck, like I finally was feeling okay. And so now I just feel like I'm, thrown back on the roller coaster that I am like oh my god like please can I just get off you know mm -hmm. yeah I did want to um, start by saying that like right before we hopped on here she mentioned that tomorrow she has to uh, cancel her yoga class, which I was going to attend, and has to nanny again and has to be there early. And um, I knew even just from, like, a text how much that sucked for you. And um, I think that some of the pressure that I may have felt from our conversation yesterday is largely due to the fact that you are not really in a situation you want to be in right now and can't really get out of it. I mean, it's not necessarily so bad that, like, it justifies you canceling, leaving, and coming home early, but it's not what you want to be doing. You know what you want to be doing. You feel ready to be doing it, and you just want to fucking do it. And I totally understand that. And so I guess, like, I just wanted to bring that up because 
I think, um, yeah, I, I felt like that feeling for you, like a byproduct of that may have been like you perhaps knowingly or unknowingly putting pressure on me. Um, but I do not resent you for it at all because I feel like I would probably feel the same ways as you if I were in your shoes and I probably wouldn't be handling it as well. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah, there is, it, it is really hard to be present when I know exactly what I'd rather be doing. And it's like so close, but like it could also be changed a lot by the actions of someone else, AKA you. And like, I can't control that. And that feels scary. And, um, like, yeah, I mean, okay, let's talk about the pressure thing a little bit. So like, um, mm-hmm. I mean, that was hard to hear. That was like the first thing that was really hard to hear. And I said, I said that you used the word a lot and you didn't, uh, just to clarify in the recording, I was like, he said a lot of pressure, but you didn't say a lot. You just said, um, what did you say? Oh, she kind of puts pressure on me in general. That those are the exact words. Um, and that sucked for me because I've been working on that. So I feel like when I've been working on something and then you say that, like, I'm doing it still and I'm like, okay, then, like, fuck this. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, oh, like, you don't you don't feel that I've been working on it. Like I feel a little bit hopeless in that right now. And it was also super triggering of like, that's why I think Addison ultimately left among other reasons. I'm not going to put whatever. That's a whole nother conversation. But one of the reasons was because he felt pressured and he didn't have the capacity to tell me that I don't think, but um, I think I do have a tendency to put pressure on people. And I, that's not, I don't like that about myself. And I said like in the recording, like, how do you, how do you get someone to jump with you? Like without like pulling them or something like I just, it's hard. I, I don't want you to feel pressured. I really, really don't. And that's why I keep checking in with you. I'll be like, do you want to go look at places? Or like, if that doesn't feel good for you, like, please let me know. And I like overcompensate and I just, you still feel pressured. So I just want to know, I don't know. I just want to know how that feels for you. And Oh, and something, well, something my therapist said was, I think he always might feel pressure from you. And I don't think it's always negative pressure. And that's something when I think about it, sorry, I'll just finish really quick, is that there's a lot of ways that I feel pressure from you. Uh, It's not in the same way of like, hey, (laughs) come with me to Denver. Uh, But it's things like, Hey, like trip with me, like smoke with me. Yeah. You're like, we're not going to Denver. Like stuff like that, that initially made me super uncomfortable that I felt really pressured to do or like just certain things that make me uncomfortable. And I never really viewed it as pressure, but now thinking about it, I'm like, oh, that did feel like pressure, but it also helped me grow and expand. So I'm not saying all the pressure I put on you is valid. Like if, like, I just want to know, like, what I can do to not make you feel that way because that sucks and I don't want to push you away. 
Yeah, well, I want to mention that I do feel pressure. I'm not near breaking point, and I'm bringing it up early so that it doesn't grow, and I'm talking to you about it so that it doesn't grow. I don't expect it ever to go away, just like I don't really expect that I will ever be able to squash my suspicion or skepticism or whatever. Like everyone has baggage and um, yeah. So I don't, you can like, I don't want to be relax, relax, baby, relax. I don't mean, I just mean like you can relax. Like we are going to talk about this, but I'm not like, thinking about like like I'm not ready to snap or anything like that I'm just acknowledging that like this does feel similar to when I did snap yeah, um, I was just gonna say that so I'm like all right let's talk about it let's do it I know you're not at all trying to but it is just part of you you know what I mean and I do accept that and and to your point a lot of the pressure you put on me like I think is very good for me. Like a lot of it, like even moving. I in college thought about moving to different cities and just never thought that I could and I never wanted to do it alone. So that's, I don't know. Like, yeah, I think I'm gonna move and it's because you put pressure on me to do that. So I guess like, just to expand on that, um, that alone was a lot. And then yesterday, it was just kind of like, I'm going in May. Like, let me just, I'm, I might be, just let me, just let me get this out. It was like my, this is not how she said it, but I'm just going to tell you how I interpreted it. And I did not, I don't think I reacted super poorly you know i felt like fairly calm during all of this but i was like i'm going in may like i'm going in may figure it out i'm going in may and at one point which really did hurt though i didn't react you were like i'm not gonna wait for just another boy and i was like oh that's a direct quote and i was like okay um i thought we we're moving. And to your point, like I've yet to be like 100% I'm doing it, but like we've been talking about it every day for months and months and months. Like I'm working towards it uh, mentally and financially. And that's where we go to now financially. So my lease is up in August. Sam's is up in May. That's why Sam wants to go in May. Sam also makes more money than me. I got laid off this past year. I'm in the middle of like making sample packs, which all the money is on the back end. Uh, my health insurance, like I have to either not have health insurance, which means no therapy and also, uh, or I need to start paying for my own independently because I'm a freelancer that starts in July. So that's probably 250 bucks a month. Currently I live with my roommates. Um, there's three of us. I pay about 
500 and some change. Like everything that we're looking at, most of the listings are north of like 1750. And so my rent's going to go up. I'm moving to a different state, which like wasn't really my idea, though I do want to go. And also um, my like income is uncertain and my expenses are going to increase like both living expenses and insurance. And now I need to leave three months before my lease is up. That's pressure, Sam. Like that's fucking pressure. Like it took me a lot to get to the point of like saying that I'm like, I want to do it and I'm working towards doing it. And then just to like one day, it's kind of like I'm going in May, like figure it out. Basically, again, that was my interpretation. That's not at all what she said. She said it very calmly. Um, but that was like how I felt about it. And I, yeah, I don't, I think anyone would feel pressure from that. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I hear you for sure. I now feel bad. Um, I don't don't want you to feel bad. I don't think you knew, you know, I don't, I didn't. And I, I'm so glad you said that because you didn't say that yesterday. (laughs) I was like, are you sure there's no reason you still want to be here in May? And you're just like, no, it's fine. I'll talk to Larry tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, cool. We're on the same page. But I had a feeling and I had like, I feel like I can, I, that's why I texted you that this morning because I was like, something feels weird. Like, I'm just like, I think he feels, I was like, I think he feels pressured still. And I texted him and I was like, I don't want to force anything. I don't want to rush anything. I just want to have the option for me. Like for me, it's such a mental, or do you need to say something? Because I'm going to tell you where I'm coming from and then relate it back to what you said. But if you want to say something else, you can, obviously. Um, oh, I just want to say that like, it is very possible that I could, uh, get my lease taken over in May. Um, and I did work towards that today a little bit, but, um, and if that were to happen, then like, Oh, you said like, there's, are you sure there's nothing you holding you back from May or something? And like, no, it's really just like, Oh yeah. The other thing is like, I'm planning on buying an electric drum kit so I can like still play, and record drums while I'm like in an apartment or whatever it may be, which is like over a month's worth of rent. So all the, the money is the main source of anxiety for me. And then like feeling the pressure of like, you have to figure it out. Um, it just makes me, I guess, anxious, but, um, yeah, that's it. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad that we're talking about this. I, okay. So I feel when I said, I'm not going to wait. Are you okay? Or Yeah. Oh, I thought you were looking at your phone or something. Or you, I don't know. You're no, like looking no, down. Oh, I, okay. yeah, I, was, I was looking down, pondering. Okay. I, um, I did say something like, I'm not going to wait around for just another boy. I said, I didn't say just, I said another boy. Here's where I'm coming from. It's so fucking hard for me to set boundaries. So they come off as so fucking rude because I don't know how to do it a different way. And I'm working on it. And like 
for me, it's like Addison and I were supposed to move together. He asked me if I could wait. And this is like eight months ago. No, we've been dating for like eight months. This is like a year ago at this point. Fuck, this pandemic has been so long. But this is like a year and a half ago, apparently. And I had been ready to move at this point for like four months. I'm feeling so antsy. I'm feeling this innate desire to just leave. And I'm like, all right, Addison, like, let's go. Like, please. And he's like, can we please just wait? Like, I want to work. I just want to get promoted to a fucking sous chef or whatever. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to make this compromise now. You'll probably compromise for me down the line. Like, of course, I'll do this for the benefit of our relationship. So I don't move. I still feel stuck. He promises me we're going to travel more. That was the end of that. Um, and then all the shit happened that happened. And I was like, oh, so I just got left and I didn't move and I still feel stuck. And now I'm sad. Like, I was just like, fuck. And in all my past relationships, I've done so many things for the other person and I don't prioritize myself at all usually because I'm scared that if I do then they're gonna leave which you have shown me that that is not true because I am in another state and I did not talk to you about even coming here and I pretty much just declared it because again I don't know it's like one way or the other and I and you were like okay go and I'm like okay thank you so I am now viewing Denver as like this thing that I have to do and I'm not yet actually viewing this as like a like a decision decision for the relationship and like I could but that would like I I don't know like it's it doesn't feel like a like let's figure this out together sort of thing it has felt like a I'm moving like come with me or we're gonna break up And, like, I don't really like that, but I'm scared that if I say, okay, let's figure this out together. If if you don't want to move till August, like, let's move in August, then it's going to be taken advantage of. And then I'm never going to – I'm still going to be in Chicago. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, like – I'm still in Chicago and like I'm just scared that if I give any sort of power of this decision to someone else then it's going to keep me stuck in Chicago because I'm such a people pleaser. So like of course I care about how you're feeling and I need to in my brain validate that financial stress is a real real thing for you because I don't have that and it it's not fair of me to just be like you'll figure it out because it is really stressful for you and I don't know how you feel. And my my instinct is to be like, let me help you. Like, I'll just pay our rent for the first two months. Like, it's fine. But that doesn't feel good for you. And that doesn't feel, I don't know. Well, you tell me. But I don't think that feels like you don't want me to have to do that. So I don't know. That was a lot. No. But I'm I'm sorry if this doesn't feel like a group decision. And it it can be more of a group decision. But I also haven't received the, like, statement of, like, let's figure this out together. Like, I want to do this with you. Like, you know, like, I just don't feel that like safety net to be able to make this a a couple decision, you know? Yeah, no, I do understand that. It does make me kind of sad to hear that you're not viewing it that way because that's the only way that I've been viewing it. And although I have not like, written a contract or anything like I have for months been like 
talking about what I'm doing to make it happen. I guess like this reminds me of like that fucking uh what's that guy's name? Is it Dax Shepherd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he talks about how like after he got engaged that like so many problems were were just eradicated and maybe like me just proclaiming that I'm going to go would would ease some of your troubles. Um, I'm not a people pleaser, so I'm not going to do that right now. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, anyway, uh, I lost my train of thought. I was saying that, yeah, it is kind of upsetting in a way that you're not viewing it as something we're doing together, even though we talk about it like every day. Um, So that's kind of, but I understand. And yeah, all that makes sense. Like I didn't really, I don't know that I knew that you guys were supposed to move. I thought you said that he said no and that you were going to move like down the line. Um, Like, you know, years down the line. I don't know that I knew it was a, you know, he was like, let me get promoted and then we'll go type mm-hmm. of thing. Anyway, um, yeah, but I, clearly you, you validated my being manipulated in the past. Um, so I have to validate your, that's not necessarily manipulation, but your past trauma, whatever we want to call it. Um, but I guess I just do feel like I deserve a compromise, you know? Um, and once again, like, I might be able to go in May, but it was just like, it was kind of like, we're going in May, and if not, I'm going to fucking hate it, you know? And I'm just mm-hmm. like, well, what about the fucking last three months on my lease, bro? Like, yeah, what do you want me to do? Like, I will try to figure it out, but, like, there's no – guarantee i guess so the pressure the good side of the pressure is it's like all right bro like start trying to figure out who could take over your lease and i i did begin doing that today but i yeah i i don't like that um it's like well if not then like shit hits the fan type of Mm-mm. pressure because really like for those of you who don't know sam time is a thing and like one month is like fucking six months for her. So I understand. But like in the grand scheme of things here, like I get it. You had that experience in the past. I wasn't necessarily aware of that, but I'm like, why? Like I want to go. I'm working towards going. Like I just don't get why. And even like the situation would probably be if you weren't to go, then like for, um, for like, a month or so you would live with like your your mom your grandparents or your dad and like save like probably a thousand dollars which if i were you i would be like dude like i'll fucking i don't know if i would but i probably i, I think it, it would not be out of the question that i would be like i will gladly stay until august and save thousands of dollars of free rent and then, like, then we're fucking set. Let's go, you know? But that's that's 
you're not willing to do that, it doesn't seem like, and I'm not even asking you to do that. I'm just um, kind of rambling here. I do yeah. really need to go pee. Okay, well, I mean, I'm just honestly really grateful that you shared that with me. I think I'm going to have to say that I I think I'm going to have to go with your you're right on this one. I think that I I think that I really um overcompensated a little bit. Because I'm scared that I'm scared that if I don't set hard boundaries, I'm going to get taken advantage of. And so that's not your fault for sure. Uh it's not your fault that Addison did that. Uh, it's not even really your fault that you said you were going to move in the first place and then changed your mind because we were in a really different place and you deserve to be trusted for your word now. And yeah. I'm sorry that I first, also, I go ahead. I just want to interject that like, that was what, five months or something into dating that you said you were going to leave. Yeah. And so it was like, that was a, I get why you did it, but that was a really fucking hard spot to be in. Um, And for that matter, like now it's been like eight months, like it's not been that much longer. So I guess that's like why I still feel pressure, even though I, I feel much more confident now um whereas before it was like i can't i don't know therefore the answer is no because you need the answer right now for whatever fucking reason but like it's fucking december and you're talking about moving in may and you need to know right now i know or there's going to be an earthquake and i'm like if you need to know now then no i know, you know i know i fucked up i know I'm not trying to like rub it in your face. I'm just, I'm just trying to, so this feels semi similar to that, but I'm, I'm, I do want to go. I do think it's going to work out. And like, I'm not, I have much more faith in what we're doing at this point than I did then because for almost as long as it had been up to that point, it's been good. And I am a man of data and I need data to help my decisions, which is why when I don't have the financial data that suggests that I'm not going to just deplete all my savings that I've worked hard not to spend by moving, it makes me anxious. I hear you. I would like to soften into the idea that this is a, a, a unit decision and that we're doing it together. And I, like, I want that. It's not like I don't want that. It's just, I'm just apprehensive because of shit that's happened in the past and fears that I have. And like, I think you can understand that. And I, but yeah, I do, I do, I do want to do this with you and I want to make it feel good for both of us. And I am, I am willing to compromise a little bit and I'm like really sorry that yesterday I, it came off as so cold and I just, yeah, I just, it's just something I'm trying to get better at. And I, you yeah, just I, I'm in no way saying that like I can't move in May. I'm just like, 
it felt all to me to me. Right. That's what I was going to say is I never want to give you an ultimatum. And I just, yeah. And I was like, why? I know. <laughs> you know but I, know. I get it. I do understand now that like it's, yeah, you're not, it's not your uh, nature to set boundaries. So when you do, it's like, yeah, I guess cold is the word or just like ultimate me. Um, but you're, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't want, it might take you some time to like learn how not to do that. But I guess another thing worth mentioning is that like, I do, uh, like, it does make me worry about the future sometimes. Like, is this just going to happen for every stage type of thing? And that's a little concerning, but that's why I want to talk about it so we can mitigate it. I don't expect to eradicate it, but I do think we can mitigate it. The only way we're going to is if we both know that it's a thing. And, you know, I made a voice recording, I expressed some things, and then it was like, I was like, I can't show her this, like it's gonna fuck her up. And I was like, well, if you don't show it to her and you don't address it, then like, then you're gonna show it to her when it's like a big fucking deal. So you should bring it up now when it's it's not uh, that high stakes. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely. It might take a couple times of like you calling me out on this kind of stuff. Uh, because when I get excited, like I'm I'm good at planning, <laughs> and so when I when there's a plan, I'm like okay, like, let's fucking do it. Like, I just get so pumped. And I think sometimes it's makes people a little bit uncomfortable because you're like, wait, I just wait, like, hold on. So I just, I appreciate you talking to me about it now. I don't know. You said you're afraid that this is going to happen at every stage. Do you want me to speak on that? A little, but um, sure. I have one point I want to make to making a mental note are you gonna remember or not that I want to make but I want to bring up yeah okay well I uh there's nothing else I really want to do and maybe like what I can think of a few right now what have a kid and take fucking food truck around the country Okay, fair. Um, get there's nothing else. I don't really want to get married. You... Okay, well, that later on, maybe. No, I. My point was is like, uh, I do. This is like, um, okay, like this was like a personal decision that I feel innately needs to happen. Whereas the other things are relationship decisions, and I have seen in the most upfront way what happens when I try to pressure a partner to do something. And for that reason, I don't think I will ever do it again. Um, I'm like committed to letting the relationship flow how it flows. I, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. I mean, I think you can have that intention. I just do think it's your nature. Sure. I'm just, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to say that I'm working on it. And you always say like when you're aware of something, it's I, less likely to absolutely. happen. I don't think I'll ever, ever ask you the question like, Hey, like, when do you think like you want to get engaged? Like that fucking scared. Like I can't even like, I, I don't know. I just okay. really have seen what happens when I do that and I didn't go well. You know? Noted. Uh, yeah. Can I bring up my um, other thing that I want to talk about? Yeah. Um, I don't want this to be accusatory, but I just want to talk about control because uh, you've admitted that in the past you tried to control people. Not in like a malicious way. But, um, yeah, I still think that that's your tendency and that I think, like, little events like this are representative of that, um, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? You've even mentioned, like, you've said I can't control a couple times so far. I've This has been a point that I wanted to bring up like I had it in my notes so I've been like you know sitting on it so I've noticed some of the things that you've said and I don't there's nothing wrong with you liking to have control I think you like to have control because uh you trust your control in a way as in like you're you have a good heart and you have an organized brain so like if it's in your control you know it's going to be good more or less um, so I understand that like not feeling like you have control would, I think it gives you immense anxiety. Um, and again, I, I'm not even, this isn't accusatory. I just want to talk about what I want you to talk about your relationship with control, I guess, and where you think you're at now. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I wish, I, I've said before, like, I wish that you could be in my, in this state. Um, like, I think we're just different in terms of, like, I, I'm more anxious, you're more avoidant, or I just, I wish that you could know what it feels like to be me so that you know that it's not malintended. Um, I know that. Yeah, that. it's just it's just I wish I could just like download it in your brain because there's so many I'll say women because it's been women that I've talked to. So many women that I say that and they're like, "Oh my god, same." So I'm like, I'm not like unusual. Like I'm not um No, no, it, no, no. No, you feel two of my three sisters fit bill. I would say that a better it feels more natural to say that I've used to want to control everything around me and that happened to include other people like it's not like I had the intention of like I want to control this person it's more so like I want to make the circumstances perfect so that everyone's happy including me like I'm like if I can just like help this person realize this it's like a very elitist way of thinking and it's kind of fucked up and it it it's mm-hmm. not trusting. It's not trusting that someone else knows what's best for them. And 
I have to fully trust that you know what is what is best for you. And like I do. Um I think that makes one of us. I mean, okay, yeah, that's fair. I just it it becomes hard sometimes when I care about someone so much and I'm like, I just really feel like you would benefit from this. But it's like, nope, like they get to realize that themselves. Like but I think it's a fine line, right? Because like as a partner, I do want my partner to push me. I want, you know, so it's just, I have to like find the line and then like really, really stop there. Yeah, and push and hit you. Rick, don't even fucking say that right now. We fake fight. Okay. <laughs> this is not a fucking cry for help. Everyone's going to be like, oh my God, are you blink twice? Dude, don't, don't, don't pick a, don't pick a fight with Sam. She will kick your ass. No, but really, I... <laughs> I, I understand why you would be concerned about that. I don't really know what to say other than, like, I'm really, really aware of it. That is, like, at the forefront of all of my work is controlling only what I can, a.k.a. my reactions, my feelings, my actions, and then trusting in the larger plan, trusting that other people know what's best for them. Like, I remind myself of that, like, all the time. And... Yeah, I don't know. Do you have any other questions about it or concerns about it? I no. want to be able to like admit no, I... these things to you that that they're a part of my past and like not be judged for them. Like like codependency thing, like I don't really identify that way anymore, but I want to be able to talk about it because a lot of people relate to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I know that you're you're working on it. Um I know you're going to continue working on it once again, much like I'm working on my things. And I'm just letting you know that I think it showed a little bit the other day and it's okay. I don't, I'm not like upset about it. You've told me before, if you ever feel anything, let me know. So I was letting you know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Je know. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't like, once again, this is not that high stakes. So I'm trying to get ahead of it. And yeah, I mean, I shared that recording with you. Much like at the beginning of this podcast, we said, we're afraid to talk about X. Therefore, we know that we should. And I was like, I'm afraid for her to hear that. And it was like. That's why she needs to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely appreciate it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I want to be a little bit softer with my boundaries. I don't know. I'm I'm sorry that you don't always get the best version of me. I do it. You know, you, you get my worst. So, yeah, I mean, same with you, though. And I just. I don't know. I'm just sorry. I'm sorry that I, f- I made you feel like you were being put in an ultimatum because nobody wants that. Um, and you're not. And I really do have both of our best interests in mind. And I like whether no matter what the circum, I don't only want what's best for both of us if we move together. Like I want what's best for us, even if you for some reason decide to stay or even if 
you need an extra month or like I just you know I don't want it to be dependent on whether we're doing what I want to do like genuinely I just don't want it to be taken advantage of but like I want you to feel like you can that I will compromise with you because this is important to me yeah no I think I I mean by being willing to go in the first place I think I'm compromising to a degree because I also my avoidant self it's very easy for me to be like fuck everyone fuck this let's fucking go fucking build it from the ground up find better people everywhere even though I have a fuckload of friends that love me and that I love fuck them all start from scratch build a stronger team win the Super Bowl <laughs> anyway I'm just acknowledging that like yes me going alone is a compromise but but I there are plenty of personal incentives for going as well and also like just even anytime I see fucking mountains on TV I'm like holy shit like oh yeah. man yeah and I'm just like dude how bad would it hurt to see this commercial if you didn't go <laughs> you have anything else for me though I feel like we didn't we focused on a lot of your flaws today yeah, I definitely have stuff for you. <laughs> no, but do you feel okay with all of that? I don't. Do I do. I guess we don't. Um, yeah, no, I feel I feel heard. Yeah, I don't think that we need to, like, change any plans or anything. It's more of just, like, the way that it was delivered, yeah. where I, I felt like we move or... Like, I'm going, or, like, it felt like the alternative. Like, I have no desire to be like, all right, well, if I'm not ready in May, then, like, she moves and we break up. Like, it would be like, no, no if I'm not ready in May and she moves, then, like, we're apart for three months again. I'm like, fuck that. I don't want any part of that. And I wouldn't think you would either, but it kind of felt like you were like, no matter what I'm going and if you can't come then like whatever I know you didn't actually mean that it just no but that is what it felt like for you so I'm sorry yeah it's not true but I'm I'm sorry I made you feel that way I uh if this were to be a regular thing I just won't put up with it like I'm not wired that way like I have a close friend of mine who was really 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 restricted by his parents and I was just like bro like if if I lived in that family I feel confident saying this like easy for me to say because this is not my situation but I do still feel confident saying that like at an early age I would have started working substantially and I would have been like fuck you guys like I will begin being, you know, I would have went to a smaller college that was more affordable or whatever it may be. I would have done everything that I could so that they didn't have financial leverage over me. And I would have gave them the bird and fucking rode off into the sunset. Like I 
will not subject myself to a restrictive environment. And I, you do not, um, I'm just letting you know that that's like, I'm more afraid of me because I do not want to leave this relationship at all. In fact, I just, yeah, like I, I don't want that. So it's like, I have to tell you that like anytime there's even like a spark because I know what that flame can look like and I don't want to see it. Yeah. Okay. I don't want you to be afraid of me now either, but I'm just letting you know. It, do you understand though? That's what, and then it's like pressure toward me because it's like if you do that again, then I'm gonna leave. Like I know that's no, not what you're saying, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I know. Just I like, just like it. you weren't saying if you don't go on May, fuck you. I'm not saying if it ever happens again. I'm okay. just like both of us. That we now know that like. You know, that's like, don't, uh, I don't know. We know, we know where to be more cautious with each other. Yeah. I also just want to give myself a tiny bit of credit because I feel like I've been super, like, I don't know. I really, I don't feel like I've, I think we have, we both have like a lot of freedom. Like, oh, absolutely! I've never felt like I had. To I, I wouldn't you. have it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Right, but I'm saying that I, I don't I, mean like I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean like I would not tolerate oh. it any other way. Okay. Sorry, I'm being uh, inflammatory. Okay. Anyway, well, I, I don't off. think you're really in the mood to praise me for it, so we'll just move on. Um, that makes me feel bad. Sorry. I just, I'm like, whatever. No, not whatever. Sorry. I'll express. I'm like, um, I'm just super grateful for that because I've been in relationships that aren't like that and I just am proud of us. Um, and so that's all. Thank Dude, you me too. I'm proud of you. For cultivating that. I don't know. I just am myself. Yeah. It is both of us 100%. Well, it's it's 100%. really nice. It's cool. Okay, moving on. It's um, what makes me want to keep doing it because yeah. there's not really a reason not to. Right. Actually, I was going to bring something up about open relationships, but maybe a different time. <laughs> feels like a lot right now um okay okay but the thing i was going to bring up for you was that i just wanted to talk a little bit more about the um skepticism part i totally appreciate the way you worked through the reiki thing in your own brain i, I kind of just wanted to talk about spirituality and relationships in general because I don't – oftentimes I feel like I'm on defense a lot and I have to explain things to you when you feel sketched out or suspicious. Mm -hmm. And I don't love that. Um, I don't – I just want to be able to honor each other. Like we're not always going to be on the same page spiritually uh, 
I and I don't want to ever like push spirituality onto you and vice versa. So I don't know. I just want to like respect where where we're where we're at. I I like use spirituality as a tool to like release control, and so I don't want that to also be to what to what control release. Okay. Yeah. yeah that word chopped up. So I don't want then the spirituality to also be like condemned or something. Because then it's like, what do you want me to do then? I don't know. Yeah, no, I I really think um, we're much, much more uh, aligned spiritually than I may suggest sometimes i think my criticism of or skepticism rather of reiki is very unwarranted considering some of the views i hold myself okay um but i don't know if you want to just talk about like criticism skepticism condescension, whatever, all those things that I have to deal with regularly. Um, And that I think is like, I think that's more of the story than it is like the Reiki, you know? Like if it weren't the Reiki, it would have been something else. Like there have been multiple things throughout getting to know you that like I was like really critical of or whatever outwardly or inwardly and like most all of them I have like in a lot of cases like just come to agree with you um I'll use the example of gluten like I now feel like I, coming into the relationship, I had an aversion towards high fructose corn syrup. And like when I, whatever, these are hard conversations to have, that's what we're here to do. Like when I learned that you preferred not to eat gluten, though it's not a, you don't have celiac disease i was kind of like oh god you know i was like all right okay and i have a completely different perspective on it now um i recognize that it's um well yeah i don't know maybe i should let you talk about that because i don't no you want me okay like it's really hard no, for I, our bodies to digest gluten like innately like it's we can't really digest uh, it so it because it's like fucking cement <laughs> yeah it's the additive and, and it does like well when you eat these things throughout your whole life you don't really know what it feels like when you're not consuming it um like 
the other day I brought up how I was always encouraged to stuff my face in my family. And like, you don't, so I've been accustomed to feeling bloated. I still do it all the time. Like, it's because it's how I was raised. But I think this ties into the, the, the skepticism, the criticism or what have you. I think much like many males, like I need evidence and data. And I think part of why I, I forget how you worded it, like ask for lots of ask you lots of questions or critique you. Well, how did you word it? I don't remember. You have skepticism. I don't know what I said. I think like with some of, maybe that this is something like with some of the views that you hold, if you were to like propose them and then like, uh, this is something I try to do when I'm like mentioning something that I know is, fringy and by fringy i mean like is something or polarizing um i tend to try and like deliver it in pillows as in like hey i already know what you're thinking so let me tell you why i'm comfortable holding the view that i do and i don't necessarily think that's something that you do very often so it i just start to wonder and i assume the worst because like there are a lot of things that you do that are like kind of fringy or polarizing or radical. And I love that about you. But if it's something that I don't know about and that I've only heard about or like, like gluten, for example, I worked at a restaurant. We all fucking bashed people who wanted gluten free shit. Like it was what we did, you know, like that is the common view. I did not know enough about it. So if you were going to have a view like that, what would really, really, really help me is if like, A, just like recognizing that something is a fringy view, which I think that you do, but then like deliver it with some supporting evidence or like assume, assume my critique and like give me something, uh, I can't finish my thought here, but does that make any sense? Because the, I, th- I do think that it's yeah. primarily a male thing to like be fact-based opposed to emotion-based, which I'm as emotional as, it, as they get, but you, you know what I mean? So there have been so many things mm-hmm. that you've showed me, like the Reiki, that I've like gone and done the research on my own because like I learned about it from you or you brought it to my attention, but you did not give me any facts or evidence or articles or whatever it may be. And that would really, really help me. And I think that that would make me a lot more trustworthy because as you know, like you go to school and they tell you to question everything. And I very much do, but it's not, really fair to you who I love to like for me to be questioning so many things that are very important to you. So I can try my best to, to like, just trust you. But additionally, you can like help validate your, because I know that you have done research or things on your own. Um, Well, in some cases I don't know that you have, and that's also what, uh, makes me more critical 
is like if something like I I need I would want to know why you feel a certain way or why you believe in a certain thing. Because if you just believe in it just because, like then I don't have the most like the utmost respect for someone just believing something just because. Even though I kind of do that in terms of spirituality, but spirituality and gluten are not created equal. You know what I mean? And I, I'm sorry I keep bringing up the gluten. Okay. It's just the most concrete yeah. example I have right now. Like that is you have to have faith to be spiritual. And this is an argument that my roommate and I have gotten in a million times. And I'm just like, dude, like I can't tell you why I just feel a certain way. But once again, when we are talking about like yeah. concrete things, then like I do kind of need that uh, evidence in order to respect uh, a decision or something. Sorry, sure. there was a long rant. Yeah. No, I mean, I definitely hear you. I, yeah, in some cases I can do a better job delivering things in a more approachable way. For sure. Validate. You can check that. That's validated. But I, sometimes I just want you to believe me because you love me and respect me. And like, <sighs> I don't know. Like I, I don't. I never want you to turn off your critical brain. It's one of my favorite things about you. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm really not. Uh, it's actually something that I can do more, and that's why I joked that I may end up in a cult, which it's really not funny because we're. <laughs> yeah, like I could. St- I could you strengthen. Did. Shut the fuck up, Rick. That's a different podcast. No, but <laughs> the dangers of roommate search pages. No. <laughs> Let's have fucking, you know, who on the podcast. <laughs> um, no, but that is something Dude, that I could no, do. no. That would go beyond no. repair. That is something that I can do or a better job. Beyond okay, listen to me, please. That is something I could do a better job of is have more critical thinking sometimes. Because I, I just love trusting people. Um, But yeah, I was going to say, when it comes to... Sp- some things I want you to at least respect because they've changed my life, right? So, like, I'm not – even when I introduce these concepts to you, I'm not really asking you to also adopt that belief. Like, I'm just saying, like, this has, like, changed my life and, like, you care about me and love me, so, like, you believe me. You know, like, sometimes I feel like you don't believe me. And with the evidence saying that cu- that definitely comes into play when I'm talking about gluten or when I'm talking about how I want to space out my kids' vaccines. Like, yeah, that's all evidence-based and definitely needs evidence to, to back it up, which I, I do have. But when it comes to things like me not remembering something and then you being skeptical that I'm, like, lying, like, that's where it's, like, hurts my feelings. Yeah. Or like Keith. Yeah, that hurt my feelings, you know. So I, what you're saying is valid, yeah. but I think that it goes beyond that of like, it is just something that your brain does, and like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't know what else to say about it, but it is hurtful to me sometimes. Hmm. No, and I mean, I did mention that like I have done a lot of my own research on these things and like I usually come around to them 
So I do think that it will be just easier for me in the future to like trust you more. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, you can also do what I mentioned. And yeah, I will. I mean, I don't think it's ever happened without you calling me out. So continue to do so. And I will uh, continue to try and reduce the number of times that needs to happen. Okay. Yeah. Capiche? What's pinky, right? I don't know. You don't know Capiche? No, are you fucking suspicious? <laughs> no, you're just not from a Polish town. I think that is like... It means like promise. I think oh, it might I thought it means Polish. like, do you understand? I thought it meant that. I think it means promise in Polish. Okay. I could be wrong. I'm just kind of assuming that because you don't know that. And the only people I've heard that from are like from my town. That's like 98% Polish. So I agree. A great example of Rick thinking I'm a dumbass is when we recorded Katie's episode and I said primal and he called me out and he was actually wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. I did more research and I'm not wrong. <laughs> Damn, wait, are you being serious? Yeah. All right, we're not getting into this right now then. <laughs> no, you love that word. I'm going to use it however the fuck I want. That's my, that's my belief. <laughs> well, then, 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 me, then me and other assholes out there are going to raise a brow when you use it incorrectly. Cool, bro. Go for it. No, I am. Um, Okay, well, I'm in like with the, with this whole conversation, I'm really not asking you. I'm just also not. I am aware that we're recording too, obviously, but I'm just like this is the shit that we fucking deal with in our relationship. Things that come up, like I'm not really asking you to like change it. Like, hopefully, one day it will dissipate, but like, it's not like, like yeah, like it's something that just happens because that's how you are. I don't know. No, I think. I think it will always smolder on both of our fronts, but that we need not turn off the mist. Yeah. That's a, do you, was that too keep, stretchy of a metaphor? We should keep. We need to keep watering the smoke. We should keep calling So that each it other doesn't out. turn into a flame. Yeah. Hold each other accountable. Yeah. Yeah. So. And challenge each other. And you can push me. Just don't push me too hard or I will. Turn around. Uh, yeah, I felt like there was a weird threat coming. <laughs> Just don't push me too hard and I can. Uh, or I'll kill you. <laughs> I, I, can, I, can, I can critique you, but I also need to do it more politely. Yeah, I will never forget. It's a miracle that we're dating. Like the first maybe our third date he corrected my grammar like it's just a fucking miracle that we're here i don't know what else to say dude that's that's so on brand for me though i i had to show my colors in the beginning i'm just saying if you ever have to if i use again, any word do wrong, that. If, <laughs> if i ever if i ever use a word incorrectly whoever is listening please message me and i will <laughs> be very grateful I, I'm dead. I, I do believe that 
<clears throat> I am my own biggest critic, which in some ways uh, justifies some of my critical nature, but I would, it wasn't really, well, you know what? Can I just say something? Yeah. Um, of course. I think through being with you, I have kind of begun to adopt the minds, not mindset, accept, acknowledge that I am really, really critical or even condescending sometimes, um, whatever it may be. Something that I'm like, and maybe this is like, a lot of my friends are like way smarter than me. And where am I going with this? I guess what I'm just saying is like my, what I'm, mm, I hold you to the same standard that I would hold my, my close friends and my close friends are like, not that like we're going to use test scores as a fucking metric here, but what else? 29. Yeah. Which is better than me. Like, you understand what I'm saying here. I just mean that like the people that I surround myself with are overachievers and they are also critical of themselves. And most of them are male and we're competitive and we try and kick each other down or whatever it may be in a loving way. And uh, I don't know. I don't really, I don't, uh, don't expect less from you in any area. So I guess you just have like, I just have high expectations for, for you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. And like, I, if I didn't think you were capable or that, like if I hadn't seen you meet them, like reading your writing the other day, like, you wrote an article and like, I was crying. I was like, that was fucking brilliant. Like that was good writing. Like there's nothing worse than like having to tell someone something was good when you don't actually feel that way. But like I was crying and I was so happy in that moment because it's moments like that, that just humbled me where I'm like, this girl is smart, bro. Like there may be some, holes in her knowledge and you may question her regularly but like you know at the end of the day that like this girl is smart and she fucking has a way with words and has a way with understanding emotions that like many of your super smart friends do not so you know what I mean I don't know well, thank you. I know. So. Thank you for saying that. That's of course. Very sweet. Um, Can we just end on a good note and talk about the part where I mentioned that I feel that I called you into my life? 
Yeah, hold on. Is There's nothing from my recording that hurt your feelings. Um, there's nothing sticking out necessarily. Okay. Um, no, in fact, there were just things in there that, like, calmed me. Like, you talking about, like, how we're still just dating and that you don't know if you want to be with me forever. And I'm just like, good. Because you shouldn't know yet. Yeah. Um, in fact, if you did know or thought that you knew, I would be concerned. I know. So. Well, yeah. So honestly, I was smiling afterwards, even though there were like, yeah, I don't know, like you said, just when we were talking about the unconditional love and you were like, you don't know that you love me conditionally either. And I'm just like, dude, whatever. Like, I like our relationship. Everyone who knows us suggests that we have a healthy relationship. Obviously, we know more than we do than they do, but I think we both feel that we do. And, um, like, maybe... I am capable of unconditional love, but I, if I'm not, I think my conditional love is still very palpable. And I, I would hope that I, or that you feel it daily. Cause I tell you every day. Um, I, I mean, I felt it before you even told me. Good. Remember you were like, I love Remember? you. And I was like, I know. <laughs> and you were like, what? And I was like, yeah, I know. You don't just hug someone do like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I want to tell the story of when I like knew that I loved you. Okay. Tell um, me. And then I want to, I told you already. Okay. And tell then me I want to talk about, um, then I want to talk about how I feel that I, called you into my life okay can I say one thing first yeah I just the thing about not knowing um dude this episode's gonna be like 18 hours I know we can always edit it just this is more for us than it is for other people if you've made it this far get a life (laughs) um no (laughs) fuck you Rick Rick's an asshole If you've made it this far, DM me and I'll send you something. (laughs) Because I'm too nice. Dude, you believe me, you want a tit pick from Sam. Believe. Ew, not like that, you fucking perv. Rick wants me to share my fucking nudes. Okay, just release him for me. Make me. I would be proud. I would be proud. Honestly, if anyone you know wants what? to we buy, worry about wait, money listen, listen, listen. If anyone wants to buy our sex tape, it's pretty hot. Okay. <laughs> DM me. DM me. DM me. Uh, yeah. yeah How much is don't it Don't ask worth? for my consent. I think it's worth like a hundred dollars at least. Okay, we got that red lighting. No, it's not. Do you know All how right. much good porn for free is available? <laughs> No, you would know much better than I. Okay, what I wanted to say was, 
I think the thing with like not knowing whether we want to be with each other forever or whatever, like I think the in we fucking shouldn't. That literally okay. Can you just me let down. me? I'm sorry, I'm cutting. I agree with you, but let me make my point. <laughs> um. Well, the mom I nanny for today was like, I've been wanting to ask you, like, do you think like Rick is like the one? And I kind of I kind of like snapped on her because it's after all of this happened. It's like at the end of the day. And I'm like, the pressure (laughs) to know to first of all, know someone fully very quickly. And then number two, decide whether they're your life partner is absolutely ridiculous. And it happens on dating apps it happens on first dates it happens i don't fucking care if i don't know like i just don't think that's healthy at all and i was so i was just kind of like i mean i don't know but like i'm having a great time and like we're building something like and then i just said like i think the pressure to know someone fully and then decide whether you want to be with them forever is just a little bit out of control these days <laughs> And I and I I don't know. That's all. I agree. I think it's absurd. And I it takes years. It, so it takes years to know someone fully. It should. It should. And look at the divorce rate. No, okay? it just does. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All I know is I like hanging out with Sam. I love Sam, and until that changes. I'm going to keep doing it. And if it never does, then maybe on my deathbed, I'll know she was the one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is, that, I, is that too? I can't tell if that's romantic or not. It is romantic, but like, I think, yeah, whatever. I also don't really believe in one, which I know you don't either. I don't either. That's I, a different story for a different day. I just want to talk about how I feel that I called you a twin. Wait, tell them how you when you knew you loved me. I went to a yoga class that Sam was teaching, and I like in person fucked up. Yeah, in person, masked, spaced, and. I, uh, like, (laughs) got out of whack at one point, you know, so I had to, like, take a breather, and then, like, I rejoined out of the flow, and I just, like, did whatever she was doing, but I didn't take into account that she was, like, using the opposite limbs. Mirroring. And, um... She was like, uh, like in the middle of the class was like right leg or whatever it was like <laughs> kind of sassy. And I was like, oh shit. And then I like also smiled cause like she just had command and like roasted me in front of everyone. And like, I, I don't, I'm not like into being humiliated at all, but I just, <laughs> I just like, did it felt like tough love and i think i do love tough love and um yeah then i don't know like after that class when we were leaving 
I just like had a really good time and like up to that point I don't know how much I had like been around her like in her space per se and I just uh I was impressed more than anything and the result of me being impressed and acknowledging that I could call you mine or that, you know what I mean? That was like, like, yeah, it was like I had a crush on her that day. And then it like hit me that like she was already mine. And then, well, I don't mean to be all possessive about it, but you know what I mean? And then I was like, oh, whoa. Like, I had the fear of losing her because I knew how lucky I was in that moment. And that was when I knew. But I didn't tell her right away. No. How long after did you tell me I forget? I don't remember. It probably like a week or two. Yeah. Well, that's adorable. Thanks for sharing that. No problem. Is that going to be the fucking intro clip? <laughs> no, probably something <laughs> fucked up. I'm, t- I'm turned on, though. <laughs> and then, lastly, because my food is now frozen. Um <laughs> We, uh, uh, no, prior to Sam, I remember, um, like literally following accounts of like, I say this with love, like fucking Wookie woman and like uh, also feeling like as I was laid off that I didn't necessarily want to return to my former employer and that I was more interested in working essentially in wellness like where like taking care of your body and mind for that matter was like a, a high priority and uh, that wasn't necessarily like my environment, um, maybe with the mind, but not as much the body. Like uh, none of my friends are like total slobs or anything, but uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Sam was like further in that direction than I was and almost like, like, yeah, I did want to, to shift that way. But I think it also where some of the the skepticism and shit comes from is that like you, I don't necessarily feel that way anymore, but like you were not my brand. Like, you were a brand that I was interested in, but you were not my brand. I had not really been with anyone like you, and and I was 
judgmental and I still am to some degree, but like, um, yeah, it took me like a lot to, but truly like, I think part of why it's working is because like you do shit that I valued that other people I had been with did not do. And I think it is because that's your brand. You know what I mean? It's like uh, a better way to put it is like we have more balance. You know, there's more balance in this relationship uh, maybe than there was in, in previous ones because I don't necessarily think that you need to be with someone who's like full you are my brand you know but like i've learned to to recognize that but it, uh, there was resistance on my behalf okay well what made you think that we would work i guess oh. like you felt like a different flavor for me and then, like, I had the flavor, and then I was like, this flavor's pretty good, but I don't know, like, I'm kind of a vanilla guy. You know what I mean? And I was Gosh. like, oh, it's, it's still pretty good, though. You know, and I was like, oh, fuck, but I always just thought I'd have vanilla. And now I'm like, vanilla's the, the worst flavor to pick, but I love vanilla. Uh, not metaphorically, but um, you know what I mean? Like, am I making sense here? I'm so happy that I can, like, talk about this because it was driving me off the walls for a while there. Like at the beginning? Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Well, also, Rick suffers from... (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Don't do shit like that. On camera. (laughs) Okay, listen. They'll never know. You know this, you know this is recording your, a video, right? I'm a thousand percent using that. I'll share it on the Instagram. Okay. Do it. <laughs> no, I um. Listen, stop. <laughs> no, I um. Rick suffers from idealizing the perfect partner. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's like a thing. Like the uh, best of us. Okay. I mean, yes, but um, th- I think that's what makes you critical. Anyway, I, I'm i trying to think of what I thought of you. I mean, I, I didn't think you were as like straight edge as you are. Not that you are, but I didn't think that there was any part of that in your body like I didn't know you were from the burbs and I didn't know that you like had a normal family like I didn't know that you liked sports like I didn't know any of that um and so I think I knew a lot of the other things about you like some I was like oh like he's a musician like you know uh probably doesn't like 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 fancy shit like probably like doesn't shower every day like i'm fucking into it like i'm just call, call me cheap call me cheap 
No, I mean, do you know what I mean? So though? that like, was. I didn't think you were like broy or anything like that, and I. Yeah. Oh, I am broy, but no, I, I like yeah, it, but... it's fun, fancy shit. Like your fucking, uh, like your water filter was like another thing I had to get over. <laughs> I cannot even with you. Can we just, the first time we hung out, he's like, "Uh, I don't know that (laughs) we vibe music wise. And I think that you value material items too much. And I'm like, dude, okay. Like you don't fucking know me, dude. I still Uh, don't. Good. I feel way less strongly on that, but you you still got to prove me wrong. Okay. I'm fucking working on it. Um, yeah, you're doing a great job. Thank you. All right, well, just with, can you can we just close out this combo? Yeah, I mean we may as well keep it rolling. Same. I'm really sorry. It's okay. Okay. I knew there was no ill intent. I knew that we were going to talk it through and I knew it was going to be okay. Okay. Well, I really do appreciate you having conversations like this with me, let alone <laughs> on a podcast. But I, I, I don't know. It's one of my favorite things about us is that we are really good at this is when we need to communicate. <laughs> this is a good example of when our over talking comes in handy. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think our number one challenge when living together will be to not wear each other out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's going to be like a big party. Hopefully. Especially if we have enough space in the apartment. Trying to fuck in the kitchen? Yeah, I'm trying to fuck literally anywhere at this point. <laughs> 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 For any Put amount a of finger time. in me. <laughs> yeah. The last thing is shout out to our therapists because if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be dating. All right, cool. <laughs> well, you better start brainstorming for how I'm going to pay for my fucking insurance because <laughs> that's a legit concern. I know, I know, I know. Okay. Love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye. Thank you.